You're listening to Our Two Cents with the team from SGL Financial, building wealth for life. Steve Lewitt is the president of SGL Financial, and Gabriel Lewitt is the CEO. They're here to discuss all the latest in financial news, trends, strategies, and more. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Our Two Cents. This is your co-host, Gabriel Lewitt, along with your other co-host, Stephen Lewitt. We are co-hosting. And welcome to our podcast for today. And uh, we're excited to talk to you. We've got a good show lined up for you. We're going to cover a fun range of topics here. We're going to talk a little bit about, well, it's kind of reminding me of the weather outside today, a little murky. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I did notice that this morning. Mur- yeah. It was like a little cool, it was little like gray. sunny this morning, and then all of a sudden it got gray. Well, the window I'm looking out looks murky. And so yeah. in light of that, we're going to talk about murkiness in retirement planning. Okay, what is often unclear? What is a thing? What are things that are murky for many people out there? And I'm not going to spoil them for you. You're going to hear about them in about two minutes. And then we're going to talk a little bit about uh, some of the challenges investors are facing right now in the bond market mm. and what to uh, what to do about that. Uh, some of it may be more just informational for you. Some of it will. You may not be able to have any actual strategies immediately. Maybe you will, but we're going to talk through some of those options here in just a moment. And then finally, we're going to round that out with a couple local uh, interesting topics and tidbits that uh, you're going to have to stay tuned for to find out what they are. Can't spoil the juice. You're not going to surprise me with something personal like, Steve, what happens when you look in the mirror or something like that? No. Yeah. Sure. I promise. Promise? No. Okay. No. 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 I think we can trust them, folks. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you look very honest today. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> you look very Steve today. What does that mean? I just uh, you look like you. Oh, well, you look like you That's, too. I was just being funny. Let, said, let's you look, you let's look, look at today. Katie and see if she looks like Katie. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> she does. Yeah, she does. <laughs> everybody looking like everybody today. No kidding. What a day. What a day. All Mur- right. Murky. So, murkiness. Murky. Re- we'll go ahead. Well, hopefully, folks, uh, you're out there doing well. And, of course, if you have any questions of any kind, make sure you're right into our show on sglfinancial.com. Uh, we'll actually have a few to answer for next week's show, not this week's. But make sure, just as a quick reminder, you write on in. Okay, so there was a recent uh, USA Today article that talked about three murky issues that increase retirement planning's difficulty, especially in today's uncertain economic climate. So what we wanted to do is talk about some of those three points. And folks, we get inspiration for the show from a number of sources. And in uh, this show, it was this article with these three murky points. Okay, so what was the first murky item? Well, you might be wondering. So the answer is... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> well, Ameri- Americans are confused about how much uh, income or asset growth is needed uh, to offset inflation. Is a murky issue for people. How much does? What do I need to have my money or my income grow by to offset inflation? That's a tough. You know, that's actually a very difficult question, especially now. Mm. You know, inflation was running pretty close to zero for a long time, so people didn't have to worry about it. Or one percent, or one percent, one and a half. Now you've got now you've got pockets of inflation in different areas. Like food is through the roof. Well, and I can I tell you something? You can tell me something. I figured I could. Yeah, you can. I feel like some places are are just price gouging now. Why? Do, I'll give they, you an example. Yeah. Okay, so let's say inflation, you know, year over year was eight percent, right? And I I used to go to Dunkin' Donuts Uh-oh. for 
a egg sandwich, and a medium coffee. Yep. Now, uh, used to be that that would cost me like five dollars and eighty three cents. Okay. Yes. So if you were to add eight eight percent inflation to that five dollars and eighty three cents, okay, be six dollars and twenty. <laughs> let me let me do here six five point eight three times one point oh eight, be six point two nine. I said so. That's what I said. You said six point two nine six. I said six point two. Oh, well, close. I was close. It'd be six dollars and thirty cents for my egg and cheese and medium coffee. That's correct. Well, I went to Dunkin' Donuts. I hadn't been there in a while. This was about two weeks ago, and I ordered my egg and cheese and a medium coffee. And guess what the price was? Eight thirty-five. Eight dollars and twenty-eight cents. That was out. close. Get out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For an egg sandwich and a cup of and, coffee. And not even a bacon egg and cheese, Dad. A egg with a single slice of American cheese on an English muffin. Plus Whoa. a cup of coffee. Whoa. $8.28. So, so what is it? That was far more than 8% inflation increase. But this is, I think, maybe part of why it's murky. I think people are hearing inflation's you know temporarily spiking, going up. But prices on many things seem like they've gone up a lot more than that. On food, uh, oh, don't gosh. they? Yeah, oh, absolutely. And folks, if you're out there, maybe you're nodding your head. I feel like they, you know, cars feel like they've gone up a or, lot more or, than inflation. Or maybe you stopped eating. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, so. Hopefully that's not the case. Hopefully you're still buying food for yourself. Yeah, but food is through the roof. I mean, I, yeah. I, went, I went shopping the other day, and what you knew normally cost me like 90 bucks cost me $130. It's yeah. like, oh my, what, so, what's going on here? So how does someone deal with this? That's why I think it's murky. It's unclear how you deal with this and what you really need to grow. How do you handle and approach that? Well, look, when we do a plan, we have to assume some kind of inflation rate. So we assume right now an overall rate of about 3%. Now, if this inflation stays as it is, in other words, if it's not transitory, then what we do is we go back to all of our plans and we make adjustments in the plans and then reallocate assets. Now, if you don't have a plan, it's impossible to do that. You're just kind of winging it. And then what you do is you, you know, instead of shopping at Whole Foods, you go to the Jewel. And then, you know, instead of buying the organic at the Jewel, you buy the non-organic and you start cutting back your lifestyle Mm. because of inflation, because it's murky and you don't have it in your plan. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And the other challenge, too, is is I think people on the income side, maybe, you know, especially minimum wage workers out there, which, you know, uh, you know, if all of a sudden their Dunkin' Donuts goes from five, uh, whatever it was, 65 to 828. But their hourly wage has only gone up from 15 to 16 or 6. You know, I feel like inflation is going up higher than the wage uh, is going up. Oh, there's no, doubt, there's no doubt about it. From what I hear and see out there. And so that's this takes time for it to ripple through the economy. And eventually, you know, the, the labor shortage might be impacted here by companies finally deciding they need to pay more. Some, But this takes time to develop and evolve. Yeah, it, but it's not only paying more. I, we, we know companies, big companies, that will pay through the nose and can't find people to yeah. work. Yeah, it's challenging. It, it's the supply chain. It's the war in Ukraine. It's it's uh, it, There's a lot going on in the underpinnings of the economy that contribute to inflation. I think it's transitory, but is transitory six months a year, two years? I mean, how long is transitory? Semi-transitory. Semi-tra- that's semi-transitory, so, yeah. So, folks, yeah, not to get too deep in the economic weeds there, but that's the murky That's the murky world of inflation and how to adjust your income and how to, you know, we're not going to talk about how to invest to offset inflation here today. That would be a whole subject of a show. But uh, that's the first one that this study found is uncertainty and confusion about 
uh, offsetting inflation. Number two was that most people don't know how much their Social Security benefits will provide. Now, this all assumes you're not currently taking <laughs> Social Security. I assume if you're getting Social Security, you probably know how much you're getting. I would hope. But, uh, yeah, if you have yet to elect that benefit, a uh, question would be if you're sitting in, on your couch or in your car or wherever you're running around. I know some people listen to our show while they're jogging and, podcast. you know, a lot of people are listening to our show lately. It's great. Uh, we appreciate you guys. And yeah, most importantly, though, you know, if you don't know your Social Security benefits, that's a very important number that you might want to get under your belt. Well, this is one on the list, Gabriel, I really don't agree with. You know, folks that are... You don't I think, agree I, that people should know their Social Security no, benefits? No, that it's murky. Okay. I think most people that are thinking about retirement check into their Social Security. Like when people well, come finding, to, I find the opposite. Well, who are you talking to? I don't know. Who are you talking to? I'm talking to <laughs> smart, wise I, I think people. more than 50% of the people I meet for the first time and I say, hey, what's your Social Security benefit? The answer is, uh, uh, may, uh I think maybe like... Uh, oh, well, the people <laughs> I meet are just a little wiser than the people I, get, I, get, I guess so. <laughs> I guess so. You should come over to my side of the river. <laughs> Uh, uh, weather's, well, weather's fine on this in, side. Yeah. In my experience, I find this is most people actually, when they get to re- start thinking about retirement, they always go look at because it's Social Security is so important. They know what basically about what it is. Now, if somebody's 40 years old, you know, they have no clue what it's going to be like. Well, so, st- folks, Steve thinks it's a semi-murky issue Yes. versus the study thinks it's a murky issue. Well, would you agree that it's somewhat murky of when to take your benefits, even if you did know what the benefits amount- no, amounts were? not somewhat. I think when to take your benefits is murky-murky. Murky-murky. Yeah. <laughs> That's a very t- it's a technical, technical word yeah, it's a I learned term. when I was getting my master's is, degree in yes, economics. Yes, that murky, definition, murky-murky. Murky-murky. More than murky. Okay. That is a big question. Well, folks, there's there's a lot of confusion out there about when to take it. And if you look online, you'll get a lot of different answers, and it'll just make it murky, murky, murky. So, yeah, if you have questions on Social Security, we're here to help. Uh, The last one that's murky, according again, this was according to the study that was done in the article here. This is huge. uh, Is So you agree this one's a murky one? this is. Okay. Do you want to say it? Murky, murky. No, I mean the... the no, no, the, go ahead. <laughs> I'll stick with murky, murky. <laughs> That's your favorite word today. Uh, withdrawal rates. What are withdrawal rates in retirement when you get there? What what do you take from your from your money? You know, What can you take? How can you afford so, your future income? So here's the deal, folks. You, you, have, you retire. Your Social Security and pension is not enough to cover your expenses, so you have to pull money out of your retirement savings, which is why you save for retirement. And the question is, well, how much can I pull out if you take that, if you go that route? How much can I pull out? And the old safe money withdrawal rate was 4%. Well, and not everybody is even familiar with that. I mean, many people have heard that. But, I mean, I had somebody, this was a few months back last year, that, you know, I said, hey, what's your plan for income in retirement? And he said, well, if my portfolio earns 10% every year, I can take out 6 or 7%. And I'll still be growing my balance. Mm-hmm. That's an example of murkiness in retirement planning. Well, why doesn't that work, Dan? Well, did you hear the word if? 
<laughs> there was an if there, in there. there, there was he an said if. the word if. It was in the front, if. Yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> people say if, but they don't believe if. They believe it's going to be 10% and they take out 7 and all goody two-shoes. Mm-hmm. But if is, look at the market from 2000 to 2013. Right. And so, so folks, that's the challenge. If you don't earn 10%, if you earn minus 10% and you pull out 7%, that's a little bit different. Now than, you've got seventeen percent loss, and right. a seven, it takes twenty five percent increase so, to get back a seventeen. So yeah, loss. very very different, uh, very different approach depending on what you take out. So safe withdrawal rate, what is it? You know, many people. I bet you, if you polled a thousand people, you'd get maybe uh, a range of answers. Some people think it's four to five percent. Others think they could take five to six. But folks, the real safe withdrawal rate is. Really, today in today's economy, around three and a half percent or less, three to three and a half percent. Yeah, maybe. Well, here's the deal. Depends on oh, your exact allocation. Here's the other side of the deal: that withdrawal rates are the most inefficient way to do <laughs> well, your retirement that's income. What, that's also what's funny about it, right? Is if you go by the traditional logic, that's the only way that many pundits out there state that that's how you get your income in retirement. Is the mar- market people. I, I could tell you probably on two hands how many of our clients use that approach versus other types of income planning approaches. Mm-hmm. So it's not that it's a bad way of planning your income in retirement, but it's perhaps our least used. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, definitely. So let's recap our murky issues here, folks. We've got, number one, confusion and murkiness about how much income growth is needed to offset inflation. I'd say that's a standard murky. Then you've got Social Security benefits. How much will it provide? According to Steve here, folks, uh, it's a semi-murky. Mm-hmm. But when to take it and exactly which option and timing Quote. is a murky-murky. Quote. Quote. Murky-murky. Then the withdrawal rates, when to take those is a triple murky. Definitely. <laughs> We've got our murkies in line. Oh, gosh. Uh, hopefully you're okay, folks, with us having a little fun here. All right, so uh, if you have any other questions, guys, that you feel personally murky about, give us a call, 847-499-3330, and hopefully you don't walk around the entire day saying the word murky, but you might. But let's go ahead and dive into our next topic here. Here's what I'm not going to say. When you do a plan, murky goes away and the sun doth shine. Uh, I'm not going to say that. Okay, you didn't just say that. No, I didn't. (laughs) You're, you're something today. I, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't sleep much last night. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, all right. Well, let's talk about bonds then, shall we? <laughs> Shed a little light on, oh, on bonds. Oh, my gosh. So, folks, bonds. Bonds, bonds. What do we do with bonds? Well, if you follow the bond market, which some of you may not have even checked your statements yet, the end of the quarter has not yet arrived as of the recording of this podcast. It will be here in about two days. Uh, you might open up your statement and seem a little surprised at the underperformance and o- actually losses of the bond portion of your portfolio. Uh, it's worse than underperformance right now, Gabriel. It, it's the worst performance of bonds in since I don't remember. Recent I memory. I yeah. can't remember. But like in 2008, a bond portfolio went down 4%, mm-hmm. which was the, the financial disaster that financial crisis and now bonds are down five six percent in portfolios it's crazy it really is crazy and the fed is talking about raising interest rates five or five or six more times so we could see treasuries up to three percent 
in no time at all, which is uh, terrible for the value of bonds. Yes, it is. And just to give you a sense of what that means in percentages, folks, most people go into bonds, they, they in their minds assume that there's zero risk to them. And it's just, you know, classic conditioning in many cases, right? We're always conditioned that stocks are, are risky assets in the portfolio and bonds are the safe assets. And by using that type of nomenclature, you know, we tend to think that bonds won't go down in value because they're, quote unquote, the safe part. Now, they, they historically will always provide buffer, you know, relative to stocks, but there are times when bonds can have risk. And we're in one of those periods right now where you're seeing it with rising interest rates. In fact, you'll see year to date the U.S. Treasury bond ETF by iShares is down 5.9%. This was as of, I think, a week or so ago. And uh, basically down 3% just in the last month. Mm-hmm. Okay, so some another bond fund here, the Vanguard Total Bond Fund, VBMFX, was down 6.4% this year. There you go. Right. Almost 7% at one point. Yeah. Uh, I think the Ag Bond Index was down, or uh, ticker was down about 7%. And so w- the challenge here is, you know, people are going to look at their statements and say, oh, my gosh, you know, what's my safe money doing here you know down seven percent so so let's i wanted to unpack that a little bit does that mean it's going to be down seven percent on the year no Um, does that mean we don't well we don't know does it mean it couldn't go down further no we don't know what it means yet don't know would you agree with that don't know yeah what you know um strategically what happens like in our portfolios is that our money managers work through the bonds that have depreciated in value and the other side of that is that they buy new bonds that have a higher interest rate attached to them. So that's like uh, the uh, silver lining on the cloud. Well, that would be an, uh, an implication at some point they will the, the losses will subside and you'll start to see gains recaptured as new bonds that are purchased. T- that could take a year. And that's the question is how long is that going to take, you know, in this rising interest rate environment? And so, folks, you know, what do you do there? Well, you know, nobody likes to see the bond portion of their portfolio go down. Uh, we know that much. But, you know, it's not a the end of the world, hopefully. Uh, if you are planning on pulling out money this year, uh, it depends on how your plan is structured. If you're with us here at SGL Financial, uh, we have, you know, five-year buckets of money typically for many of our clients. And, uh, you know, we're anticipating still some positive returns from our bond portfolio, you know, compounded over that period over the next you know, three to five years if you're in a short-term bucket. Uh, if you have money you need in, you know, six months or less, you know, that's a more challenging position mm-hmm. uh, to be in. Depends on how you were positioning your, your bond uh, allocation for a short-term purpose. Uh, that's where if you're not sure what to do, you can give us a call and we can try to come up with a approach or option that's going to work best for you. And so there's there's other ways of approaching getting money, you know, ways to access things, you know, if you don't want to tap into the bond portion of your portfolio right now and you want to give that a little bit of time to maybe recoup some of the downturns that it's experienced so far this year. Yeah, and there's some good independent research, Gabriel, that you and I have read that suggests that a good bond alternative is uh, alternatives or a fixed index at growth annuities. Yeah. Uh, that That's something that people should look at as an alternative for their bonds. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, folks, there, there are ideas out there if you're... Now, Now another question with this in mind is if you have new money, you know, a lot of people still have cash they're looking to invest and they want to put it somewhere safe. 
and they don't know where to put it right now because they don't want to put it in the market, which is still you know rocky right now. Uh, they don't want to put it in bonds, which are rocky, right? So they're looking for an option for their money uh, that's safe, that's have, not rocky. I have one. Well, I know you do. I, I don't want to, you know, so folks, there are options out there, and I don't want to turn our whole show here into a, a pitch for one, but if, you, if you're worried about where to put your money right now, your safe money, with give, cash. give us a call. If you're sitting with cash, please give us a call. Yeah, you know, there, there are options out there, and we can explore them together. So, uh, the, the general consensus I get, though, from people is they're just not excited about their options, right? They don't want to go into stocks. They don't want to go into bonds. They don't want to go in cash because cash isn't still paying get, much. I, I can get them excited. They short-term migas, you know. So, so there's not because <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm excited. There's no. not a ton of uh, exciting options, but there are a few. I so have you got to give I us have a, a couple, definitely. Okay, so, so not going to say what it is. A bigger picture, though, folks. You know, keep in mind that you know, just like stock market, equity markets have pullbacks. A uh, bond markets do as well, and we're in those right now. And, and I don't want you to hit the panic button. And unwarranted. If you're worried and concerned about the bonds and how they're going to impact you, you got to give us a call, folks. That's called rotation of asset classes, and rotation means that asset classes like bonds and large value and growth and uh, international and domestic and emerging markets they they go to they they rotate to the top and then they rotate to the middle or the bottom, but they're always rotating. The problem with bonds and any other, like right, like you could say domestic right now is underperforming, is said to underperform international, whereas international was said to underperform domestic. I think I got that right. Uh, I think you just said the same thing. I, that's why I wasn't sure. I'm not sure, sure what you just – did you but say domestic underperforming international, international – That was a little trick I do. What, can you restate what you were just going to say? No, I'm just going to say that asset classes rotate. And that's why you can't just you go after one. Let's fix this one asset class because next year it might not need fixing. Right. Well, I think I think what you said is diversification, even amongst asset classes, is is more important than ever because if you sink your money into just a single one or two asset classes that are going through a challenging period, then you're you're hitching your wagon to a undiversified outcome. Absolutely, and that would be a very murky way to approach investing in the stock market. I really think you're confusing people more than you. <laughs> Folks, if I'm confusing you, I apologize. I was just trying to make it unmurky, and you just <laughs> give me a call, and I'll straighten us out. <laughs> Okay, folks. Well, yes. So takeaways here is there's options for your bonds. Uh, if you're if you open up that statement, you're worried about the bond rates of return this year. Give us a call. Um, doesn't mean there's a magic solution in the short term, but we can chat through how to approach it, give you some peace of mind, uh, and let you know that there are you know uh, ways that we can approach this as well to position it more properly in your plan. You bet. Okay. Well said. So, all right, let's talk a little bit about some of the uh, other articles here I wanted to mention. Now, sometimes we talk about money, and other times we talk about non-money items, just to have a little bit of fun and give you a well-rounded show experience here. So today we wanted to bring to you six spectacular spring day trips near big cities. Okay, so if you're thinking about traveling, which many of our clients are now thinking about, in fact, not just clients, employees as well, producer Katie recently traveled. She was in Mexico, yes, Mexico, on the beaches of Mexico, uh, having a good time. So you might be thinking, okay, where is my vacation going to be this year? 
a lot of people were recently on spring break. Hence why I couldn't afford a plane ticket for my mom into town until I push it back a week. Folks, speaking of inflation, I was trying to buy my mom a plane ticket to come into town. And it was the weirdest thing. So the period of, I think it was last week of March to first week of April, was $1,600 for a ticket from Salt Lake City to O'Hare. And then I pushed it back one week and it dropped to $450 yeah, for the same it, ticket. It's kind of weird. I was So we chose that one. So uh, my daughter, our your sister, is in uh, Spain for a year, so she wants to come home. So we were shopping for tickets, too, and it was one-way trip was $1,660. And I said, that's ridiculous. And a week later, it was 457 bucks. So yeah. so, yeah, it's funky funky out there right now yeah. with, with travel especially. But So, okay, let's say you want to go on a vacation. Where will you go? Well, if you decide you want to go to a big city, you could, of course, get the, the excitement of the big city itself. But there are also fun little things you can do near these big cities that mer- perhaps you haven't heard of yet. So let's start with the Big Apple. Okay, so you've got New York City. And uh, basically the, the article is talking about here, the um, now this is the day trip in your when you're in New York City, is to go to Governor's Island, yeah. which is a 172-acre former military base that's 800 yards off of southern Manhattan. And most people don't even know it's there. And for New Yorkers, it has become a sanctuary in the middle of New York Harbor with seven miles of car-free bike paths, green lawns perfect for picnicking, and even a grove full of hammocks. That Definitely, nice. yeah. I've never been there. I didn't come up with that prose, by the way, folks. I oh, just read it. That's good. It's very good. <laughs> should be a poet. So that sounds nice. Uh, New York City itself is fun. You know a little bit about New York City, Dad, right? Well, only grew up there. <laughs> so I know a lot about New York City. Was right? that around when you were there? No. No? No, yeah. no. Governor's Island was a military base. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. say when it got converted here. Yeah, but not it was when I was young, which was 230 years ago, it was a military base. Hmm. Yeah. Well, it also sounds cool because you got to take a ferry there, which I, I like ferries. The ferries going back and forth in New York are wonderful. I haven't been on a ferry in a long time. Yeah, except when it's cold. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to do that. They're really cold. All right. Next up, when in Washington, D.C. Where are we going? Okay. You are... Your day trip of choice will be to discover the underworld. Really? Okay. In the shadow of the Blue Ridge Mountains, two hours west of Washington near Virginia's Shenandoah National Park, sits Luray Caverns, a spectacular cave system well worth the trek from our nation's capital. Known for its stunning multi-hued limestone formations in the vast cathedral room uh, where an automated organ produces concert pitch notes via rubber-tipped plungers tapping stalactites. That's incredible. That's funky. So I was in I was in <laughs> one of these kind of uh, underworld places. I don't know where it was. I think it was Mexico, and it was out of sight, beautiful. I mean, it's like another world in there. So it's I'd love it's an underworld. I'm, you're not going to do these, are you? Yeah, I like these. Well, that's why I'm I'm talking about them yeah. in case people need to feel inspired about somewhere to go. I'm getting inspired. It's oh, feel, right. It feels good. Okay. Well, good. So we've got a couple more for you here. When in Atlanta, I'm doing this too. Take a Porsche for a spin. Oh. So visitor, visitors to Atlanta can head to the city's Porsche Experience Center, a high-octane playground located next to the airport that offers the ride of a lifetime for anyone who's ever fantasized about putting a $150,000 racing machine through its paces. And you've got a pick of the 911 to the 750-horsepower Taycan Turbo S. Why don't we do this together, Gabriel? 
me and you, we fly to Atlanta for a weekend, and we're going to do this. Yeah, it would be fun. Wouldn't that be fun? No speed limit on the twisty 1.6-mile circuit, which is full of surprises. I don't know what kind of surprises. Hopefully yeah, no, I don't no. want any surprises. Yeah, I don't want surprises <laughs> while I'm cruising no speed limit. <laughs> they, throw, they throw people at you? I mean, what, what kind of surprise yeah, are you going to get? Yeah, that's a good get? question. A couple deer jump out in front yeah, of you. Right. <laughs> so Let's test your whatever, reflexes. Whatever you'd like. Yeah, that would be fun. Okay. Okay, we're okay we're, we got another one here, folks. When in L.A. Yeah, I love this, too. Okay, fleeing L.A. for the desert oasis of Palm Springs has long been a tradition. And uh, th- let's see here. Put yourself in the picture with a ride on the Palm Springs aerial tramway, which spins two and a half miles up the rock walls of Chino, Can- Chino Canyon to Mount San Jacinto State Park, trading oppressive desert, desert heat for snow-covered pines in 10 dramatic minutes by climbing 6,000 feet to the observation deck. Did you write that? Of course not. <laughs> I'm reading here. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so it looks kind of cool. Yeah, you get a, a pretty pretty Folks, great, I, I wish great you view. Could, I wish you could see this picture. Yeah. Are we going to post these, Katie? I don't. Uh, I don't we, know. We should do something uh, because people might want the list of where to go. Mayhaps we can. I don't maybe they're getting. I'm really getting excited because I don't. You know, I don't know where to go in our country which has so many amazing The problem things. is when you can go everywhere and everything's cool then you still can't pick cuz now you have no, analysis I, I, paralysis. You, you and I are going to Atlanta for sure. Okay, when in Austin, visit an old-time Texas dance hall located on the bluff above the Guadalupe River. That's less than an hour's drive from Austin, a tin-roofed white clapboard green gruny gruny <laughs> I can't say it, gruny hall. First served a German community of cotton farmers, and now the saloon calls itself Texas's oldest continually operating dance hall. So if you want to tap your toes to Willie Nelson, Chris Christopherson, or Loretta Lynn, who all performed there, you're in the right spot. Um, you got to get your dance on. I know, I'm bored. That's <laughs> I'm not, not your, going. I'm not you're going more the, I can tell which ones you like already. I like adventure. Okay. You're not a foot tapper. No. no okay. No. Now, last but not least... When in Santa Fe, savor a new Mexican specialty. So in the foothills of the Sangre de Cristo Mountains, in the Santuario de Chamayo, a Roman Catholic church built in the 1800s, is a worthy pilgrimage stop that can be followed by a truly memorable dining experience at the family-run Rancho de Chamayo. Set in a century-old adobe ranch house with a patio, it's uh, award-winning, famous for its carne adevado, Slow-cooked pork stewed in a sauce of locally grown heirloom variety Chamayo chilies. For the, for the uh, folks that C- like Culinary. Eat. Culinary folks. Yes. Yeah. So that sounds yeah. fun. Yeah, it's all right. Well, you're no, you're no I'm fun. I'm a downer on oh, yeah. the last two. Oh, I was so drive excited. fancy cars. I was, so, I was so excited, and then it's like, yeah, go dancing and eat. <laughs> What's wrong with that? <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> So, folks, yeah, so some good options there, guys. And, and of course, in the wonderful land that we live in, there are dozens, if not dozens, and hundreds of more. That's a great list. But uh, that's just a few that we custom curated for you. If you have any uh, curiosity about the details there, want the article, give us a holler. Happy to send that to you. But that's our show, folks. Uh, We covered a lot of ground. Hopefully, we demurkified some of the murky items for you. And uh, hopefully if you've got any questions about bonds or how they're performing this year or what to do, you give us a call. Or we could maybe give you some travel tips. Whatever we can do to help, we're here for you. So give us a call, 847-499-3330, or go to sglfinancial.com, click Contact Us, and give us a holler. Also, send your thoughts to the folks in Ukraine. Um, They're still suffering, and we think about them all the time. 
Indeed. Indeed. Well, folks, have a wonderful day, and we will talk to you on the next show. Stay well, everybody. Thanks for listening to Our Two Cents with Steve and Gabriel Lewitt. For any questions about your finances, give SGL a call at 847-499-3330 or visit us on the web at sglfinancial.com. And be sure to subscribe to join us on next week's episode. Investment advisory services are offered through SGL Financial LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Insurance and other financial products are offered separately through individually licensed and appointed agents.